When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Kool-Aids. Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in the Spanish capital. And in today's episode, we're going to give you our FC Barcelona Champions League hot takes. And joining me today to talk about those hot takes is Craig McGuff from the North of the UK. How are we doing, Craig? Uh, cold, uh, but very, very eagerly anticipating this argument. I mean, podcast. <laughs> you know, when we were talking beforehand, I told you, you know, I wanted to do something different than just doing, mm. you know, obviously talking about the performances and stuff, because I think we get into that micro focus from game to game and we don't take a look at kind of the big picture. So I thought it would be a good mm. moment to do that. But, you know, before we got on to uh, talking here and recording, you 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 passed along a tweet that Iker Casillas tweeted apparently that now is saying it's hacked. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so if anyone hasn't seen it, um, Iker, Iker Casillas tweeted today what seemed to be a very genuine uh, coming out statement, um, which he has since deleted uh, and given us the age old excuse of my account was hacked, which is the famous person social media version of the dog ate my homework. Um, uh, what really upset me is that there was a, a message, a, a tweet back from Carlos Puyol, um, saying, oh, it's time for us to tell our story, Ika, with a kiss emoji. And I just think we need to point out two things. Number one, I can't imagine how hard that is for anyone who either, uh, has had to come out, is thinking about coming out, uh, is too scared to come out. Uh, to see people making a joke about what might be the hardest conversation you ever have, I think is absolutely abhorrent. I think the fact that we've got two players of the standing of Casillas and Puyol is absolutely disgusting. Um, it's not funny. It's childish. It's disrespectful. It's hurtful. Um, and I just think we should call out the fact that certainly for everyone in our in our Patreon group, like I think there should be absolutely no ambiguity whatsoever that we are a we are a podcast for all we are a patron group for all and we should be a club for all and sport like any other aspect of humanity should be a place for all and and, and jokes about things like this they're just not funny and to be honest i expected better from two people uh like that so i just always it was rank to be honest yeah i completely support you on this and you brought this up and we were kind of looking and talking about this and and that's the thing you know we both have strong feelings about this and mm. again like you said you know it shouldn't just be done in jest on Twitter with emojis like this. And especially with the two type of people who have such influence here in Spain. And like we said, what's going to happen in the next couple of days is probably going to get swept under and ignored, you know, as a big thing. And, you know, this, even though Spain and especially Madrid, as open as it is, they're still not only with LGBTQ plus, 
but also with racism. These two mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. that happen here in Spain that get brushed aside very easily. And it's something that is, you know, that needs to obviously improve here. And this is just, again, as you talked about, the hack thing drives me crazy because, you know, it's not people don't just focus on you and just hack. That's not how it works. And then they would talk oh. something like that. So poetic, you know, you know, like type yeah. Of thing. horrendous. So, horrendous. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for pointing out because I didn't I did. I was not on Twitter this afternoon. I did not see this uh, kind of firestorm that happened. And, and obviously it's good that we bring it up because we are, we want to be a podcast that is fully inclusive and obviously we want to be our club to be fully inclusive as well. So, correct. all right. After the break here, we're going to get into our quick hot takes about FC Barcelona and champions league. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Craig. I'm ready to have this discussion. I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start off with one because I know you have one, and we have a couple from our patrons, and we'll try to. And I have one kind of Stephen Tate or Stephen Smith, you know, type of of. Uh, hot take for you at the end just to kind of you know burn the bridge there so let's go to the first one that i have here are we going scorched earth on this minute yeah yeah you know because i've been thinking about it for a while you know it's funny because when we started talking about this i was like we should have three hot takes and you said well that's gonna take four hours and i was like yes that's gonna probably take four hours so let's just do the one so my first one i don't think it's that controversial or anything my first take for fc barcelona and champions league is the four two three one should be the new formation for Champions League glory. The 4-3-3 is so 2009. <laughs> I oh, see your face and I love it. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. I hate it. We spent, oh man, we spent how many weeks debating the double pivot and how it should never be seen again and how it's the worst thing that Kuman had ever done was the double pivot. And let me, all ask, of a sudden, you, let me because... ask you first. Let me okay. ask you first. Let me ask you okay. first, right? Okay. Okay. You know, we always, we always, I did this in jest because I knew it would fire you up, obviously. But, you know, <laughs> the thing is, I, when I think of, you know, the evolution going forward, you know, with Barcelona, yes, obviously the 4-3-3s and the DNA and all this stuff. But why can't the principles of the passing, the movement be adapted for a 4-2-3-1 just 
to have a wrinkle in Champions League nights away, for example, in Milan? Well, here's where I find this really interesting, right? And this is beyond the paradigm of Barca or anything like that. It's just football in general for me. So have, you, have you ever read Invert in the Pyramid by Jonathan Wilson? No. Incredible book, heavy, he- a bit heavy. Um, it's basically the history of football formations, right? Which, I mean, fair play when forgetting that published uh, because <laughs> that must have been a difficult pitch. Christmas is around the corner, just saying. It's genuinely, <laughs> it's genuinely a phenomenal read. It goes right back to the old WM when kind of football first broke from um, from being kind of a, an amateurish game. and all. It's, it's, a great, it's a great read. I won't dwell on it. But the big thing that came out of that book, which is however many hundreds of pages on, on formations, is that really there's only been like three big, humongous paradigm shift in formations, right? And what I find really fascinating about the debate that we have in the Champions League, which we don't have any other time in the in the Barca context, but that in football as a whole, I find amazing is people think, oh, if we just played 4-3-3 instead of 4-2-3-1 or vice versa, things would be different. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The formation is a misnomer. It's a red herring. Unless you're doing something wild, like when Scotland played no attacking players, when we played, I'm going to say the Czech Republic, maybe under Craig Levine, and we, we played like 4-6-0. Horrific. Like, that is noticeable. If you're Keegan's Newcastle and you just decide that your defenders are a bit non-existent, we're going to play two centre-halves and everyone else is just going to attack. Yeah, fair enough. The nuance between those two systems are so infinitesimal in the grand scheme of things over the course of a fluid 90 minutes. I think it's absolutely a misnomer. It's the players and what they've been asked to do that's different. What I would say to your argument is, do I think 4-2-3-1 could work? Of course it could, because 4-2-4-3-3 could, and it's basically the same thing, minus one person being a bit more dynamic or less. It's who, it's what players you put in there and what you lose elsewhere. If So what I would say back to you is, who do we sit deeper? I'm guessing it's going to be Gavi. Gavi and Busquets probably. No. Okay. Interesting. So, who would you who would you put in the double pivot then? I know. Before I mean, you start, before you answer, before you answer, before you answer, Busquets and De Jong doesn't work. We've seen it a million times. So, who would you put in the double pivot? So, like for example, if I had to pick this four two three one, I would put Mikesian there. For example, try him out and see. I interesting. mean, to me, to me, it has it has less to do with the double pivot, more about going more direct up the middle with let's say Pedri and Lewandowski up the middle let's say for example just I'm just throwing it out there to have four people as opposed to just three as a flat, so your, flat three so your argument then isn't god how aggressive did that sound I meant that genuinely your <laughs> argument is, wow I am getting into this far too quickly so what you're saying then it isn't about defensive stability it's about how I, how I read that it's about the fact that in the last few games we've played our wide players have been borderline non-existent, potentially counter- counterproductive. Correct. That's interesting. So what you're going to do is you're going to sacrifice dynamism to try and f- force them into a channel, which I would argue could be done just by putting different players there. I think we need to drop players for bad performance if we don't do that enough. So I think your point, actually, when, 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 you, when you spin it, I see the logic. I don't hate it. I see the logic. I just think if we've got to revert to changing things systemically, instead of dropping players, then we've got a much bigger problem than, than four. No, no, no. And I always preface this. This is just for group stages and one-offs. This is all it is, just to bring a wrinkle in there because to to counter your formations are a misnomer and they're little small things, you know, the idea that all these other teams have the playbook and they put a five-back system and we can't beat it, that's what I keep seeing. You know, especially, I'm just again, we're just talking about Champions League. And so 
when I look at this, you know, as you say, the double pivot, that's your concern. I, I, I see that. But to me, seeing especially what I saw at Milan with the side to side, we don't have enough numbers pushing up the middle. And maybe Pedri's ability to break down someone on a 1v1. And also if you put Rapinha on the right side in his natural position, and then let's say if you use Dembele around Sufati on the left, you still have the width. But then you have another person up the middle, and Lewandowski is even pushing that line even harder. That's all I look at it that way. Yeah. And to me, you still have the principles of the passing that you can still do that. You don't really sacrifice defense that much. Obviously, mm-hmm. the double play with Busquets is still an issue because, like you said, we've seen De Jong not being able to handle that. Gavi, that's you. You lose a little bit of him as well. But to me, I feel I'd rather sacrifice that because I want to get the goals. Right. I want to get those opportunities because as we saw on Tuesday night, only two shots on goal, but the whole 90 minutes was really uh impotent in attack, essentially. You yeah, know, with yeah, the yeah. amount of crossing, you know. I don't disagree. And you know what? I don't I don't hate the concept of a double pivot. I hate the debate we had about it for two years when it wasn't working <laughs> because we put it on players there. Well, what what I find interesting about your your point there is that we've probably never played it with anyone dynamic like Kessie. We've also never played it with someone as good as Lewandowski up front, which I think makes it quite interesting. I do hate, I do hate the idea that we would change that what we do for 38 games a season for six. I find it bizarre. I find it weird. I I, I understand that, that I'm not like, I'm, I'm not in the minority. I'm not in the majority of people that think that I, I get it. I find, I find that nuts. I think that, I think we should be of a level that, our plan A simply has to be better than starting to find plan B and C. I, I think for Celtic, for um, Victoria Pilsen, for Copenhagen, like, okay. Yeah, yeah that's fine. For, I'm... For, for, for Barca, we should not be having a throw in a different system seven games a year. But that's the thing. We're not just talking. It might be pragmatic. Yeah, I know. But, you know, the thing is, when you actually look at the data of the, the amount of matches, Craig, that's where it starts to come into play. Because, you know, we're yeah, not yeah. just talking about Setien and Kuman. We're talking all the way back with Pep. <laughs> Setien, you know? I forgot about Setien. You know, exactly. We're talking Pep. We're talking Tito. We're talking, you know, yeah, all yeah, the, yeah. the performances where we got bowed out of Champions League. And again, I always preface this with we had Messi, prime Messi, you know, and we still mm-hmm. couldn't advance as we could based on the system and so that's the only thing i'm looking at we're, we're basing this you know since basically 2007 let's say where we've had this dominant really dominant style uh especially in la liga that hasn't transfers to, to champions league. yes we have won champions league obviously but we should have won more and where does that come and now it's not just a thing of just coaching and just players because now we've gone through a whole cycle of different players and like i said for me mm-hmm. The, this formation really excites me for two reasons. Lewandowski up the middle, just pushing that line. And all I'm saying is, like, imagine this on Tuesday, last Tuesday, if Lewandowski is pushing that line further up the five, you have Pedri up the middle, then all of a sudden they can't just focus three people on Lewandowski, right? That's the idea because the only thing that was available was the side-to-side. And obviously with Dembele's elite crossing, I mean, that was just on forte there. He wasn't even the worst. That's what <laughs> I know. Mean. He was <laughs> shocking he wasn't even the worst. Um, to your point, though, and, and this, this is where I get confused. Why wouldn't you do it tonight? If you thought it would work against Inter, who are an inherently better side than Celta, why wouldn't you do it tonight? Yeah, but because that's you're, the thing. You're, you're, you're doing it to win, right? Both teams are going to set course, up defensively. Of course, of course. But this is the thing. You know, Celta is not playing for the one night to advance through group stage, right? I mean, there's I, a, there's I would, a mass. I would say, I would say that 
all clubs nowadays are, are playing matches very much in isolation. I don't think people are turning up saying, "Oh, don't worry," because if we if we if we lose this, we've got them again in a no, return no, no. fixture in I, four months. I don't know. I mean, more about as I this is the thing with group stage. I mean, how many matches do you watch of Inter? Not a lot, to be exactly. fair. Exactly. Nor do I. Any. Nor do I. Yeah, but 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 they're both. They're going to be two teams that are going to set up. They're not going to be set up to try and dominate us, are they? I, I, this is the thing, man. For Champions League, players put that extra oomph because they know the world's watching. It makes a massive difference as opposed to Celt on a Sunday night in the Camp No. I'm just saying, gar- there's a massive I, I, difference. I guarantee there isn't much difference between mm. the amount of people that are tuning in to watch Barca, so, 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 Celta, so me- Barca, Inter. Because think, so think then- about the competition. Think about the other games that we're up against. I can guarantee that in the UK... There is more people that will watch us tonight than there is that'll watch us in the Champions League against Inter. I can guarantee. I, know, I, I, I'm, but, but UK is not the world, my friend. You know, we're talking about the whole world, right? And this is the thing. Inter still has talent, right? Would you say Inter has more talent than Celta? Because I would say, obviously, yes, yeah. right? Yeah, of course. And this is the thing. This is why the Champions League is such a different animal. Because as we were talking in the Patreon group, Inter lost four of their last six in the league, right? But guess what? The Champions League is like this revitalization of your performance where you act all these players like the guy that scored who the hell is that guy right but he puts an extra 10 percent effort because he's playing against barca that's what i'm saying so you can't take these teams for granted celta the system of our 433 is always going to work in la liga because these teams can't compete with our talent that's just how it is man it's just too many games in la liga that's the thing but it's all relative like celta's two biggest games of the year are going to be against barca madrid I'm just, I understand that, man. It's the same principle. But the thing is, just look at the numbers, man. Just look at the numbers. It's just about the amount of victories that you have in La Liga compared to the amount of crucial away victories in Champions League. I think you're massively overthinking this. You're massively overthinking it. <laughs> then, ta- then, then I don't know any other way that's going to get us over the hump to get more consistent away performances. Because we have marginal players. tweaks, my friend. Marginal <laughs> tweaks. We've had five coaches, man, in the last fifteen years, and it's still the same thing, man. It's still the and same thing, st- and that's we're... and that's the same thing is that none of the coaches are doing anything different. So, like for example, like I told Mariana on Friday, like Inzaghi goes to his office on last let's say last Friday preparing for this match, and he's like, I have what do I have? I mean, this is this is the easiest scouting I have to do because so I already in, know what Barcelona's those... going to do. In those fifteen, those fifteen years and five coaches, we've won how many Champions Leagues? Yeah, but how many times should we have won more? It, well, it's irrelevant. It's football, isn't it? Yeah. Come on, wait, man. Wait, how, 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 many, how many? How many? How many finals have we lost? Yeah, I, I get that. I so, get and, that. And, and, the... and, and let's let's go apart from take take Madrid out, who were just a different beast completely. How many of Juve won in that time? How many of Man United won in that time? How many of I? Let's go I through all it. the big clubs. Like I get, man. I get that. I get that. I'm not. I'm. But the thing is, when you have the most talented footballer of all time on your team, and you have the players around him to execute better performances, you can. I mean, just look at the numbers of the matches. There's just too many matches and two different coaches to just say that it's just sports. Well, it is, though, because Man City under Pep should have had three Champions Leagues if you're based on the best team on paper. Madrid I'm not. Never I'm, not I'm not. I, you know, my whole, my whole criticism of this is always switching something up just to get the victory. And our coaches, and Pep exactly, is too artistic to do that because they want to win with their style. So oh, you've got to be kidding. You've got to be kidding. Pep is... Uh, no, 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 no. That, 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 needs, that needs addressed. You, right. Pep has cost... Arguably, 
Man City the last two Champions Leagues by trying to be too clever in the in the semi-finals and completely derailing his own side. He's put out teams of formation. People are going, what are you doing? He's done precisely what you're advocating, which is he's made a quick change and it's backfired. You can't, like, if if the change was guaranteed to work against Inter, you would do it and it would work against Celta. If you could guarantee a win, you would do it. There's a reason coaches aren't doing it. But the, my my whole thing about this is I need something to change. And this is my take. And now it's your take. <laughs> my take is that, and this is not to offend anyone. And in the words of the kids, don't at me, bro. My, <laughs> my, my seven-year-old has started watching YouTube and says things that needs to me now. It's, uh, it's horrendous. My take is this. Barca has the most reactionary, pissy fan base of any successful club in world football. And if you didn't know better, you'd think we had the record of Arsenal. Oh, my God. I I don't understand. And this isn't... I mean, we've we've got a few in the WhatsApp group that spring mind. Great <laughs> people lo- lo- love you all. But look at Twitter. Look at everything. We're a fan base that can't handle defeats. And sport without defeats would be utterly pointless it would become the theater it would become wwe where you know what's coming you'd need defeats to make wins interesting you need draws to make wins interesting you need bad seasons to make good seasons matter you need good seasons to get you through bad seasons it's sport it happens my god why is everything either the greatest things ever happened or the end of the world in our fan base i don't understand and it just the champions league just brings out the best and worst in this club (laughs) and i just can't i can't fathom it I don't understand how we can't just get beat and say, do you know what? We actually played all right there. But never mind. We move on. I can, I'll speak from my experience about this. So obviously, you know, I love Barcelona and stuff, but the thing is when I first moved here and before I came here, you know, Barcelona was probably my fourth team, right. That I followed. Mm-hmm. And I think this, this may be a oh, cause, you, cause, of... you, cause you were a big Real Madrid fan when you moved, weren't you? I remember that. Yeah. 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 And then Hitafe. <laughs> and then Hitafe. <laughs> and then Espanol <laughs> went, uh, went last year. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, for example, you know, I'm from the Bay area. So obviously my pro teams around the Bay area were first because that's what I grew mm-hmm. up with. Right. I didn't yeah. grow up in Barcelona. So I don't have that connection that I do let's say with the San Francisco 49ers or the Warriors or all those things where I have memories where I went to the game as a child, you know? Hmm. And so obviously I've connected with this team because I love playing football and that's it. And I start, you know, I've integrated into being a fan where now they're top of mind. And I think, you know, obviously Messi being so great and winning all the time has brought a lot of superficial fans like this that just always think Barcelona are going to win. And yes, they are fickle. I I imagine, uh, as you say, but at the same time, I think that's part of the reason is that a lot of the fans aren't solely focused on football. That's their one team uh, patronage well, type of thing. What do you think? Which, no? which I, f- I fully buy, right? A lot of people, as I did, came to Barcelona during a period of relative success. Mm. We still lost more than we won. Yeah, I know. And yet there's this perception that, it, and it's almost a, a, good, a good friend that I work with. He's a true one club person. He follows Celtic, Haslam since he was a child, will never follow anyone else. And he, when the Super League thing happened, and when we speak about clubs like Barca and Man United, and Man United are a big one in the UK, obviously, because they have a very similar perception of their fan base, I would argue, they just expect to win. He finds it bizarre because when Celtic went and Celtic did nine in a row with four quad, like they did a quadruple treble. Think about that. Quad, four yeah, years yeah. in a row, they won every trophy. He was bored. He said to me, it's boring. I'm, don't it's, uh, 
because I was saying I'd happily see Rangers die tomorrow. And he was like, I need them for for my interest. <laughs> and so I can't imagine how frustrating it must be if you're a fan of a provincial club or if you're a fan of some a club who isn't expected to win and you see these Barca fans complaining because they were the better side against Inter Milan and it got beat. We were the better team. We had the we, we had the we had most of the ball. We never massively looked threatened. We had a we had a an offside shout that was close, but it was offside. Fair enough. For for Inter getting a goal this loud, we probably should have had a penalty and no guarantee you score it. There is literally hundreds of clubs that would dream of going to the going to the San Siro and getting beat one 0 in Champions League where you've played course, well. And yet for us it, it's a disaster. So I think yeah, there's a perception that well we had Messi, best player ever, we're a club that should be winning. Historically, it's not the case, and you don't even need, you don't even need to do your history. You just need to look at it. And I just I find it really frustrating because I can't help but think if sport isn't about the fact that you might win and might lose, what's the point? I don't understand. I don't understand why you would watch sport if the unpredictability wasn't there. I I totally get you. You know, like I I'm with you. You know, and I and I I've gone through both, right? So like when I was a child, the Niners were amazing dynasty. So I was like, oh, this is easy, Super Bowls, baby. You know, yeah. And then my Warriors were complete. They were the worst. Like they used to give free tickets away. That's how I was able to go to the Warriors matches, like in the nineties. Mm. You know, and now it's re- reversed, right? Like the Warriors are amazing. And so you you go through those long odysseys of losing of heartbreak and all that to get to these points and i think you know when i look at sport especially with barcelona what gets me so frustrated you know like you know just a hindsight on tuesday night like you said there's many teams that want to get to that point i get that but with barcelona when i look at that you know i want to be better and i want to win those Mm -hmm. games and yes we did have possession stuff but i just feel you know, when I look at uh, some of the style that we have, you know, I obviously I love the possession because of the talent that it takes. But, you know, sometimes we just need more assholes on the team, man. You know, but, and yeah, I... <laughs> that, the thing is, though, that 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 I can get behind. Yeah. I want us to get better. I wish we had this. I wish we did that. Brilliant. Sure. But not everything's a disaster. Like, I remember, yeah, no, so no, I'm, no. I'm, I'm not really on Facebook. I don't really use social media much anymore, to be fair. Can but you I'm give a... everyone your Twitter handle? At him, bro. No, I'm just kidding. Don't <laughs> <laughs> at, at me, bro. Um, if you're interested in lots and lots and lots of retweets about how, how bad the conservative party are in the UK, follow me. If not, you're wasting your time. Um, but like, I remember my yeah. missus saying to me, so my wife said to me, I don't know how many years ago, Jacob might not have even been born, so we might be talking more than seven years ago here. She said to me, why do you bother watching the games, Craig? Why don't you just put a Facebook status on that says Messi is Dios? I wish I was Sergi Busquets and Dani Alves can't cross and just be and just be done with it. And I remember saying because it might not happen tonight, and that that's what gets me going. And 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 I just I just think as a fan base, we just need to be more accepting of the fact that we're not going to win everything because historically we never have. No one has. Madrid, the most successful team in world football, loses more than it wins in terms of trophies. Yeah historically and i i just so my hot take about the champions league is people just need to get over the fact that we're going to lose because you know what we're going to lose infinitely more than we're going to win and it's so reactionary and it confuses me that's my yeah yeah yeah. no and i I also think you know the fifa playstation kind of fantasy thing goes along with this because you know how easily player you know people want to just plug and play players on barcelona Mm -hmm. like this and i think barcelona as a team you know it's it's like you said, it's not like the team that you grew up in your town, right? It's a kind of the world's team, you know? And I feel you kind of lose that connection where it's almost like a fantasy feel to it. And that's why people are so fickle with, like, it's the greatest thing they ever saw or it's the worst thing they ever saw, right? There's never yeah. any kind of this this feeling of that. 
yeah, yeah. All right, I, that, that's a good one. All right, I got two hot takes for you from two of our patrons. They asked questions, but I made them into takes. So okay. here we go. Okay, so the first one's from Kathy from Barca Mama. There is a referee conspiracy against Barca <laughs> when it comes to the champions. What say you? <laughs> um, I would agree that there is a referee conspiracy against Barca the same way there is an alien conspiracy <laughs> against Papua New Guinea. <laughs> yeah, I... I Unfortunately, no this, I think this no is the chance. one take. This is the one take we're going to agree on because, yeah, if you like, I, I highlighted this last week. If you highlight the one focus on the on the referee VAR decision, yes, you know that's a goal right there. But that is at the 80th minute where Barcelona had more minutes to do something. And you also, like I always say, you have to create your luck. You know, that's the kind of thing. I just, I just didn't think Barcelona. I think that, what, what, what I would say though, what I would say. So in Scottish football, there is a big debate about referees because Scottish football is very parochial. It's very, it's still very religion based. The Rangers thing is legit. It's still very religion based. And there is a hell of a lot of referees that come from one section of the community. It's getting, it's getting less, but so there is, there is debate there. There is rumor, there is questionable decisions based on outright allegiances. The Champions League, Spanish football isn't that. But what I would say is the standard of refereeing in world football is pretty poor. Yeah. But so I'd say the quality of refereeing is disgraceful in general. Um, qualified referee, actually. So I feel like I've got some, <laughs> some ability to, to criticize. I also know how hard it is. Right. But I never yeah, refereed with VAR and stuff. But so I'd say the quality of refereeing is pretty poor for, for how much is at stake nowadays in professional football. I would say that if you asked every club in world football that regularly finishes outside of the top five, whether they felt refereeing was hard, uh, was was worse to teams in the top five or out where every single one of them would say that the bigger clubs get away with more. I reckon that Barca get away with way more than they should. So if we're talking conspiracies, we need to be careful because we've probably benefited a lot more than we've lost. For sure. For sure. I mean, that that's, you know, that's the biggest complaint about La Liga teams against Barcelona here, mm-hmm. you know, is that mm-hmm. they get the majority of the calls and we don't see it because we always kind of say, ah, it's just physical play. Like get yeah, up, I'm- you know, that type of thing, you know? And yeah. I totally agree. This is if you hi, if you I mean, my only contention is I just you know we, I just want consistency, and that's the hardest yeah. thing to get in Champions League ref because you have referees from all of the leagues and so forth. And yeah. I want consistency. Again, maybe they need to introduce where the coaches have the ability to call for a replay. You know, with the flag like they do in the NFL. I don't know. There just needs to be more consistent because as we've seen across countries, every country is different, distinct, and that's the thing. You know, if if you're going to see something. Go see it, make the call, but don't just, it just drives me crazy. Yeah, for, for, for me, that. for me, I think the subjectivity can't get it just, it's impossible to replace. We've yeah. seen with VAR that the minute you take opinion out of it, the game actually gets worse, weirdly. Um, I personally would like to see us take a bit more of a rugby approach. I don't know if anyone watches rugby. I'm yeah, not a yeah. rugby fan myself, but it's like the, the ref, the ref is just the arbiter on the field. If you don't like it, it's, it is literally tough. If you argue, then you're going, you're walking off the, like, because do you know what? They'll still make mistakes. But it stops. It stops talk of this conspiracy stuff. I mean, I remember Dylan Hartley, big big player in English rugby, sent off in a final after about what two? I think it was like two minutes, two and a half minutes, because he called referee a cheat. The sent off, <laughs> and you just you just can't do that in that game. You just can't you can't question the integrity of the ref. And so I think, I think for me, if anything, what you need to do is you either need to go all in on technology, and it will ruin a lot of the fun of the game, or you just back out from talk of conspiracies and complaints and. Because it just, it's got us to where we are now, where we've just got this horrible vacuum in the middle yeah. of the management of the game. 
The other thing too is there. I think the leagues have to do a better job of protecting the refs. I think there's so much of this contention that happens when the referee makes a call, the way the coaches and the, the the players react. I love the way rugby does it in that aspect. Like the players have to go calmly and ask questions about yeah. the call. Like it's not this the, passionate idea of like six players around the referee, you know, to intimidate him about what's going to call. Got to call them, sir. Got to speak to him. Respect. Yeah, exactly. All, all the captain speak. The other thing that rugby did an incredible job of, and I'd love to see it. The problem we have in 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 football is swearing, right? So I don't know if you yeah. ever watched the, like in rugby, but the, you you can the the referee wears an earpiece and you can Correct. hear what he's saying. You can hear the conversations. So when you see a decision and the commentator says, "Oh well, for me, I don't really watch rugby. For me, that isn't a knock on." And you see a player say to the referee, "What was that for?" And he says, "To me, I thought it was a blue hand. I thought it was a knock on. Yeah, because it's a knock on. I don't know what you get. What you get for knock on a scrum? I don't know. It's yeah. a scrum." Like and everyone kind of goes, okay, well, that's patently wrong, but I can see what he's done. What I think the other problem that football has is that it could very easily be addressed, and that you just, you just have to come down really hard on players swearing, but that should happen anyways. Release the audio, exactly. Maybe not, maybe not live. Maybe that's something that isn't done live, but it's done afterwards, so nothing terrible comes out. Maybe, but where someone says, "Oh, what on earth did the referee see with that handball?" At some point, he's had to explain that to the players because that's just what happens at that level. You'll see it when you go and watch a game live. Let me hear it. Or um, press conferences. Have them go and answer, ask questions at press yeah. conferences. Something. That's... Something. But it's not conspiracy. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the, 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 the fallibility of humans, I would argue. For, for sure. I, like I said, I've, I've been clamoring for this, for a little bit more transparency on the referee to have them ask questions or on the field explain their decision like they do in rugby. And I think that would resolve a lot of the issues because then when you see from the point of view what he says in that moment, people will be like, oh, yeah, okay, I can see that, you know? Especially now they're mic'd up anyway. Exactly, exactly. But this idea where they just – you see VAR is pending and they keep playing. You're like, well, is it going to be – no, it's not. And then you're like, ah, you know. All right, next hot take from Carlos, who's one of our most active ones in the Patreon group. This could be wild. It's not. It's not that well. Oh, okay. But yeah. it might, it, you know, we'll, we'll see where. <laughs> Xavi is a fraud in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> you said it wasn't wild. Um, oh, God, I wanted to set you start. up. So just really um, quick. Let me just give you his record. Let me just give you his record. I, it's 3-3-3 three, three, three so far, counting from last season's uh, Europa against, League. Against Bayern, Inter, Napoli, Wilson, Napoli. Frankfurt. Three, three, three. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's bad. To be fair, I'm just. This is just the hot take. This is, this is. No, this I is what it is. The idea, the idea that some, <laughs> the idea that someone is quote unquote a fraud, um, taking over a team that legitimately could have had the worst finish the club has ever seen, and arguably the club might have gone bankrupt when he first walked in. Um, nah, I'm not buying that. I'm sorry, that's that's wild. I mean, let's take right just because I'm. I'm refreshing the BBC sport feed now. Let's look at Mikel Arteta, right? He could have been sacked at least three times in the last 18 months. And now he's Six. potentially... Six he, times. Comfortably. <laughs> if, you, if you're building something, accept the fact that you're going to have short-term bumps in the road. You're going to lose some games and you'd rather win. Or you can be Watford and just change your manager every six weeks and hope for the best. Now, a fraud? Absolutely not. as mental. Yourself? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> based based, based on, on what? On my first hot take. Based on I haven't seen yet the urgency to win these matches. And if Champions League is ultimately a goal of ours, I just want to see more urgency to get those victories. Especially, for example, especially, especially 
last season Europa League with the Frankfurt situation? I think last season in the Europa League, we grossly, grossly underestimated that Frankfurt team and we just got, we was complacency. And who's responsible should, should, for that? Well, yeah, 100%. If you, if, if you work on that, it should never happen. It doesn't make them a fraud, does it? How many times have you got to do something work and think, oh, this is going to take me five minutes, I've nailed it, and then you, you log your computer and you go, oh, shit, I don't actually know how to do this. Like, we all have those days, right? Every week. It's like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Daily, <laughs> hourly sometimes. But like in, in, pro, in pro sport, it's worse, right? So do I think that was a terrible result, that Frankfurt one? Yeah, it was horrible, yeah. But a fraud, no. Like, and the urgency thing, did Xavi not get booked and threatened with getting sent off against Inter from for too many protestations? Like, come on, we've, if we're building something, Xavi was brought in to refresh an aging squad that had run out of ideas, that needed sweeping from top to bottom, needed big decisions taken on big players that are still around the club, that still hold a lot of influence that he has to manage on a day-to-day basis. That's not easy. We've all seen how one big figure can um, can address the balance of a, of a locker room one way or another. I think, I said to you before we started, Aaron Rodgers might be flirting with that right now in Green Bay. <laughs> but he's navigating, I would argue, the trickiest period that Barca has had whilst there hasn't been gunshots happening outside Camp Nou in, if, in, in one time period or another. It's the it's the biggest peacetime difficult situation. And by peacetime, I'm classing not Franco because I know not all mm. of Franco's time there was full on war. Um this is getting heavy. Um, but yeah, so I think he's navigating the, the most difficult time of any modern day Barca manager. We're top of the, well, if we win tonight, we're top of the league. We can still go through in the Champions League group with a decent win. Like, life is not a disaster. I know. I Again, the take is a fraud in Europe, not a absolutely fraud in La Liga, not, not a fraud in the, the, no, the, like, the revolution not. of the team, not the savior of this. And, you know, until he, he gets, I mean... What 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 Craig, would that make, the, make Cumin like super a, lit, a, a literal imposter? An yeah, but amateur. he was never he was never anointed as the savior. That's the thing, you know. Uh, I, think you could, is, I, I you could argue if he does nothing look, else, you could argue that Chavi has saved the club. I'm just I'm just the the thing is fraud in Europe, right? I didn't That's say fraud nuts. in La Liga, and the thing is, you know, the big match on Tuesday is. That can go either way. And until we get out of this group stage and start to get some victories, then I might change me, my opinion about being a fraud Let me just put this Europe. on the record. Let me just put this on the record. Irrespective of whether we win or lose on Tuesday, whether we get this group or not, it is not make or break for Chappie Hernandez as Barca manager. Like, that is bizarre. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said, in Europe. Even fraud still, in Europe. Even, even Europe. still. That's absolutely wild. You're telling me if Chavi doesn't get out of the group, group stage, you're, you'll be okay with that? 100%. Well, let me rephrase that. No. no, 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 no. Will I, will I, will I be okay with us not getting out the group stages? No, I'll be pretty, pretty disappointed. Do I think it makes him a fraud, or would I be calling for his head, or would I? No, 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 no. I said fraud in Europe. I didn't say his head because, you know, we got three tournaments. Why, you know? why, why would you, why would you want a fraud in charge of your football team? I'm just saying. The thing is, like you said, first place in La Liga, that's great. You know, the the take is fraud in Europe. That's it. That's all it is. You know, and I he, until he, he's another until un- until he gets us out of the group stage, I will stick by this sentence for now. For now, because I need to see wholesale changes for Champions League before I start to change my idea. And it's not about Xavi being a fraud in Europe. It's about, I would say, all the coaches in the last four years that we've had. He is he is another take. I know it's only one. Here's another take. Your league is your biggest priority, and the Champions League is a grossly overrated sideshow. It's a freak show. It's about money and about very little else. And you know what? The league's a priority, and I couldn't really care if we never win the Champions League again. Couldn't care less. So that 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 streamlines perfectly into my last hot take that Barcelona will not win another Champions League for 20 years. 
Uh, I think that's inherently possible, yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. Wow. I don't, it, it's like, do See, I? I don't, I don't know if this is the difference between my American trophy cabinet that I want and just like your artistic vision of Barcelona and the difference. It's, not, but it's, it's, it's about life, though, isn't it? It's not. About I know, sport. but but like, the thing is, if, we're not, if, we're not, if, but we're not talking that we are Tottenham Hotspur and we are. Uh, kind of in this golden generation, we're hoping to do that. No, no, no. Like Barcelona, top four clubs in the world, money, players, talent, youth, all this stuff. There's no reason why they shouldn't take at least one in the next 20 years. And I just don't see it. Yeah. Minus the fact that every other big club has got exactly the same chance with exactly the same resources, give or take, if not more with good players who also can play well and teams who will have good nights and bad nights and decisions that will go phone against you and bounce the ball that will go phone against you and shots that will hit one side of a post and go in and one side of the post and go out and a keeper will misjudge it and a striker will misjudge it and a defender will get sent off and like it's football it happens if life was only ever about the win if if the only thing that mattered was your wikipedia page then i want to be donald trump <laughs> I've got apparently a load of money, which I haven't got. I've got a wife who is relatively good looking that apparently loves me for who I am, even though she doesn't. Mm -hmm. I've got kids who apparently love me, even though they don't. I was president of the biggest nation on earth. I want to be Donald Trump. Well, no, I don't actually, because the man's life is an absolute bin fire and he's a disgrace and will be remembered as a scumbag. Look at his Wikipedia. He's doing all right for himself. He's got business in the afternoon. He's got a big tower. He's got like life doesn't work like that. Football doesn't work like that. Life doesn't work like that. The Champions League is it's like it's a luxury it's dessert it's a third drink it's expensive cognac it's a ferrari it's all things that if you get them brilliant but you don't need them to be happy in life like a ferrari and a ford will take you to the same place one of them will just make you feel a little bit better while you do it life is to be enjoyed football is to be enjoyed it's about the journey not the destination and you know what if the champions league ceased to exist tomorrow we had a very similar conversation when the super league thing happened I don't know if you remember and i said football's broken because everything's about the champions league and it's broken because it's the least it's the least sporting competition in football that's still enabled to be called a sport because whoever has the most money is giving themselves the best chance of winning. And do you know what? Nowadays, Barca aren't going to be that. We are dwarfed in terms of in terms of other clubs that are going to come behind us over the next 20 years. Man City terrify me in terms of what they can bring. PSG, if they ever get their shit together, will terrify me. Like, if it's only about trophies, I don't know, man. Go and follow go and follow American sports where there's, you know, a hundredth of the teams that can win. The biggest criticism you'll hear in the UK about American sports is that how could you be world champions when there's only like seven teams can win? <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't be, you can't oh, be yeah. baseball world champions when there's only like <laughs> apart from one Canadian team, no one can win, right? The Champions League is basically that. Every year you can say, right, well, one of these six teams is winning, and do you know what? Nowadays, and we should be one of them. Should, we should, we probably should, but will we? I don't know. But, that, but you would think one out of six that our odds are way in our favor to at least win one in 20 years. I just don't see it. But going back to your, your world champion thing, I love that argument because my dad, when I was growing up, would be always a world series champion. They're not even playing anyone from Dominican Republic or Mexico. And well, <laughs> it's impossible. We were joking about it at work the other day. Someone said, someone, cause uh, so my company just won an award. I won't say who I work for, even though it'll take you about five seconds to find it. Cause there's not many Craig McGoffs in the world. Um, but we, we won an award and I said to my boss, okay, so did we win that award or do we buy that? Or do we buy that award? Yeah. Because I've seen, I've seen both things are possible. She said, no, no, this was, this was legit. We won it. And my mate said, "Ah, oh, okay, so it wasn't a it wasn't a baseball World Series win then." <laughs> and she said, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Well, you win the World Series, but there's only there's only American teams." Anyway, exactly. so I, I just think 
will we win one in the next 20 years? I think, I think probably. What would I care? Absolutely not. And yeah, man, if it's about trophies, I've said this before, if it's about trophies, like follow Real Madrid. Because they, they what? They'll win more than we will. But you'll have a worse time of it. So there you go. You can at at Craig there if you want to follow Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I, I get you, man. I, I hear everything, but I, you know, I don't know if you heard the show on Friday. I'm a football snob and I want it all. You know, I, I hate the word soccer and I want I, the thing is, this is the thing. This is my, I'm going to give it to you straight really quick. From my perspective, living outside the States, I just love the tournament of the Champions League because it reminds me of the format and the unpredictability of the world cup on a yearly basis and that's that's why football is dead americans got involved (laughs) (laughs) and so i i love the the bright lights of the night you know of going to different amazing stadiums here in europe and that that to me is still what captures me for champions league i understand your point of view that it's i i know that it's corrupt and i get all that stuff but i still want to win a champions league you know and that that to me is important still and I would say it's the second drink, not the third drink. I always say, you know, obviously La Liga is still the most important. But, you know, again, as we always – I don't just follow this team for the trophies, but since we're already here at this point, let's get those MF and trophies. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I, I, do, I do understand the Lula Champions League. Like some of the – because when I was a kid, so we, we didn't have satellite TV or anything. We were pretty broke when I was growing up. So the Champions League in the UK was on free-to-air. It was on, like, ITV, which was, like, the, the non yeah. – the non-state propaganda channel at the time um so it wasn't the bbc it was on itv so you you could watch like i could watch football for free in my house it was amazing and and not just i was watching big teams i remember watching the was it three was he a three or three one madrid uh madrid beat man united ronaldo scored a hat trick i think and mcmanaman was in the team and he got he got pulled it off like Amazing. Like, so I remember watching like these big clubs, even if it wasn't Barca, being like, this is incredible. But you know, the nights that stand out for me in Champions League history, minus minus the the Madrid semifinals in 2011, the things yeah. that stand out for me more is when teams have been turned over by smaller teams. It was like Depor going yeah. on a run. It was Valencia doing stuff. It was like Monaco doing well. It was Porto getting to find. Like, it's never been there's another Madrid Juve. Mm. Like it was like it was Liverpool so for, for you, Istanbul. Yeah, for you, it's it's like the the NCAA basketball where you like to see the upsets and those memories of like the smaller. Yeah, uh, like David's one against Goliath. You know, Texas, Texas, Oklahoma. The weekend, like mega, yeah, yeah. mega. Like what an atmosphere! Like I don't want to go and see like uh, just another route. Like the the Champions Leagues that have been crap. The teams that you thought would win have won them, and they're boring. Chelsea yeah, yeah, United against the final again. Like oh, brilliant. Like no, no, I know. I, I, I'm, I'm just you know, I, I love both, right? Because I love the unpredictability of the group stage. Like for example, when Bruges beat Atletico last week, right? Like that, I love. But that you stuff, can't have right? one without the other, can you? And I, I, I know, understand. I, know, I understand I the dilemma you're in because it's your team, right? Yeah, yeah. That's you know, when I look at Scotland, I it's maybe it's easier for me because Scotland are awful. Well, join the club. Eating... US is awful. Like I'm, I'm there with you, man. Yeah, but like you're, you're playing, you're playing some ropey teams when you're qualifying. Wow. We're playing, we're still in matter. theory playing footballers. Like I don't know if you've seen Scotland's group for the Euros, but it's like Norway, Spain, and Georgia. Like that's not going to go well. That's going to be that's going to be a war crime that we haven't seen since the English in the 1700s against Scotland. Um, but like maybe it's easy for me to be in Scotland, but where where there's, where there's no expectation, 
But like Scotland getting results against teams that are good. Like we 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 got a nil nil in the Euros against England. We were the better team. We should have won. That was that was amazing. And that was a that was a draw. And, and you held up with Brazil in '98 in the World Cup. You know, like those are the type oh, of moments yeah. I think about. You know, but like really quick before we sign off here because we we're going longer than we wanted to go. Or yeah, yeah. I wanted to go, but you know, I you know especially from being outside. I loved seeing the Galactic matchups. You know, for me, one of the best memories I have watching the Champions League is the Liverpool-Milan final. Like, I oh, distinctly which one, remember which, that. Which one? The, the comeback one? Yeah, the, the comeback one. Right, I yeah, was yeah. at a round table pizza, okay, on my lunch break watching this because in the U.S. It was at 12 o'clock and the only place that would show it was this pizza place, you know? So I went on a two-hour lunch. I just remember I was the only one watching the match. And so as a lover of football, I love to see these epic, in, you know, inter-Europe matchups. But obviously, I, you know, like you said, the deep war run and stuff like I, I love both of those things. And I just think, you know, with Barcelona's resources and like you said, one out of six, I just think, as we talked about in our hot takes earlier, I just think there's these tweaks that we can do to get better performances. I, mean, I agree. You know, that's just, don't it, just, that, just don't let it define you. Just don't. No, let it no, no. You. I, of course. Don't not. let it define your happiness. Don't let it no, define no, no. whether Xavi's a fraud, whether whether all of these crazy hot takes that come out in Champions League, like the Champions League, it is what it is. I just, know, I know. Just enjoy it. Enjoy the journey. And with that, we're going to end the episode. So, Craig, <laughs> thanks for joining me. Thanks for your hot takes. That was, that was it. That was fun. We're going we're gonna to see how we end up on Tuesday night at the Camp Nou. They play Inter. It's going to be a hotbed of activity this week. And then, obviously, we will speak this weekend after the Classico on Sunday at four o'clock. Are you going to be able to watch it? Because I know in the UK with the time zone difference and the time thing, yeah, you guys so, have that so, rule. It's Sunday, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's only Saturday. So in the UK, you can't watch football between three and five 15 on a Saturday, which is wild. Yeah. What, what, what been, is it? 76? What's going on? It's, here? No. So the reason, the reason, yeah, exactly. The reason made sense in like the eighties, it doesn't make any sense. Now when everyone's like, okay, oh, I, I can just stream it and you'll get, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, brilliant. I'll do that then. <laughs> yeah. So we'll talk next weekend after the Classico that's going to be here in Madrid, obviously afternoon match. So we'll see how Barcelona hold up because that's going to be a tough one as well with our limping defense, obviously, mm. and uh, Madrid's attacking that's still going strong. So, uh, Craig, have a good week. We'll talk next week. You too. Weekend. Take care. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.